Hello and welcome to Space Chats. I'm Adam Hemming, the director of the Space Theatre, and I'm on Zoom with Katie Bignall and Caitlin Lee Smith from Thistle and Rose, who will be performing post-sex spag bowl at the Space from the 6th to the 10th of September. Hello both, how are you? Hey, hello. good, thank you. So it's very exciting to have you on because you are the third winners of the Space's Launchpad Award, which is given every year to a show from the debut festival, which is the third year showcase for Contemporary Theatre Arts. Is that the name of your course? Yeah, uh, Acting Contemporary Theatre at East 15, yeah. At East 15, brilliant. And this festival always seems just insane to me because <laughs> you're all working on different shows in different roles. Some of you are directing, some of you are performing. Yeah. Um, and then they all come together brilliantly. I usually come and see them all on one day, um, which I did with with your year. What, what was the experience like for you working on debut? Uh, it was great. It was crazy. It was it was a lot of hard work, but it I felt like everything paid off in the end. It was it was really amazing. And I found this year we had such a lovely varied festival. Every show was so different from the next. And that Saturday, even though it must have been a long old day, I can just imagine it was really nice to sort of watch such a range of work from so many different people different cultures different everything it was so built up as well for three years it was like the big thing that we always spoke about and always talked um, and like hoped that it was going to be this amazing weekend and festival and and it was it was it was perfect and it was also crazy for me because I'd never thought about directing really like in depth. I, I'd like I had like looked at scenes with friends and over the three years looked at different aspects of directing, but I'd never thought about directing a full show. So to kind of get handed a script and being told like, oh, just make it happen. It was like, OK. <laughs> um, and it was it was so fun. And we were mentored with great people along the way. So even though I was just thrown into this directing world, I had like amazing people to help me and support us through it and then we also obviously were working as actors in the festival and then Katie was a writer in the festival so it was like so many hats um, but it was great it was fun and a very big weekend for everybody who came and seen it so even like <laughs> tops for you because that was hard as well <laughs> yeah we've been we sort of wrote our scripts over second year and then the third year we did the festival and so also we had a project at the start of at the start of the year start of the academic year that wasn't debut and I remember that whole project it still felt like we were waiting for debut and I just wrote an act in uh in debut festival but I can't imagine sort of the jump between the directing and then the acting and then you're playing two different parts and also you're going from like I'm gonna do nine to eleven in post-sex bag bar and then I'm gonna do twelve till three in some what's it like a dystopian type thing like doing like yeah. a mouthful and everything it was yeah but it was amazing and the hard work was worth it in the end because it was yeah. such an amazing festival yeah no it was it was really brilliant so Katie you wrote the piece and Caitlin you directed it but you've already just said kind of your your actors as well how do you sort of define yourself at the moment are you theatre makers or are you primarily are you looking to do more writing more directing well in my instagram bio it says <laughs> that i am an actor slash theatre maker so i guess that's how i define myself yeah i think mine's, I think mine's <laughs> um, the same thing. but then on my twitter bio it's actor slash writer so honestly who knows i'm forever changing that no i think I would describe myself as primarily an actor who creates things. 
and yeah I think a theatre maker is the best title for me because that's what I like to do I don't I would not I would I'm not making films so <laughs> and I yeah. don't plan on making films so yeah yeah I sort of it, it's been a bit of a funny journey and that's what third year was really lovely for and it was the reason I was I gravitated towards CT was because like it gave you the chance to wear all the different hats it gave you the chance to sort of try everything out and some bits I love some bits I didn't love and that was sort of the beauty of it and I feel like I've changed throughout the entire year. One moment I didn't want to do acting, writing or directing. I wanted to do the marketing for everything. And that's changed again. And I think now, yeah, I think actor theatre maker feels the most comfortable at the moment because even though I've written something, I've also directed something as part of this Rosa company. And I'd also love to go on and do some more like devising stuff or mm-hmm. step into a different territory, which is more collaborative, like that that feels comfortable at the moment, doesn't it? Like yeah. actor theatre maker, which also having just left drama school, it's like, oh, I've got my I've got my title now. What yeah. am I? How am I defining myself? <laughs> yeah, I think it's I, what I really I've always loved about the contemporary theatre course is that you it does sort of generate these theatre makers, and that you you always end up with more strings to your bow, and I think it just makes you more rounded as a creative. Mm. Absolutely um, fantastic course, it really is. Mm. So you've just talked about graduating. What's your summer been like post-graduation? Pretty hectic, actually. Yeah, crazy. Um, crazy, yeah. I feel, I, obviously, I'm from Scotland, so a lot of my life is, like, back and forth. I've got, like, three homes now. I'm like, oh, my gosh, and I don't really actually know where I live because I'm like, I kind of live here, but I don't also live here at all. I don't, it's that weird phase of, like, leaving a graduate house and moving back to your parents house but also still coming back here like I'm just like so all over the place Mm. um but yeah in terms of like work um it's been so hectic like Mm -hmm. trying to balance uh I mean I've worked the whole three years of drama school as like a part-time job but now trying to make that almost a full-time job and have rehearsals and I'm also gearing up to do another show at the space for prisms which is the other show that's coming I'm part of that as well so I've got it's like it's just all go and you're moving out it's like Mm. graduate life is um if suddenly makes you feel like you have no feet on the floor and you're just like oh I'm just trying to hold on to things like well it all crumbles around me but not in a bad way in a great scary I am an adult way (laughs) it's it's been a bit of a strange slow burn as well because we graduated and then um, I was in Reuben at the space straight away and Caitlin was in um, her show Old Firm Friends at the Seven Dials. They were like, I think they were the same, same performance week. week. Yeah. And that was like straight away. And we were both using East 15 studio spaces to rehearse. So we were like, oh my God, we've graduated. I'll see you straight. on Monday at rehearsals. And then uh, we're using East 15 studio spaces again to rehearse for Spagbolt and we're living in our student house. So we're walking to East 15 and I'm like, but I'm not going to school. I'm, I'm going to a rehearsal. This is all really strange. Yeah. So I think once Spagbolt's over and once we've really moved out, because me and Caitlin live together as well, we have for three years. Yeah. Um, once we move out of our student house, I think that's when it will really go, oh, okay. Yeah, I'm a, I'm a grown up now. I'm a yeah. graduate. Like what? <laughs> yeah. I didn't know you lived together. That's real. I've got a question for later on that I think. Is <laughs> yeah, three years. Three years. All the, third, all the second year, all the third year. Caitlin, you mentioned you're from Scotland. Tell us a bit about your your background. Where did you, where did you grow up? What was your first theatrical experience? Oh, so I am from a place called Wishaw, which is like just outside Glasgow. I more commonly say Motherwell, but that is also not quite true. Um, I'm from Wishaw, which is near Motherwell, near Glasgow, and it is 
very small and not a lot of theatre. There, there's definitely little groups and things that you could go to. And my school had a theatre in it, like a like a school theatre, you know. And they and they did they did what they could with that, but um, it, there wasn't loads. But I was very fortunate when I was younger. My mum and dad noticed quickly <laughs> that maybe that would be a good outlet of energy. So they put me into a theatre school that I like kind of grew up going to, um, which was actually in the centre of Glasgow. So I remember a lot of train. I, I must have been like the youngest kid on this train <laughs> going into central Glasgow. Um, they gave me this little phone and were like, good luck. <laughs> uh, when I got to like 13, 14 and was allowed to go myself and wasn't getting dropped off every day. So I went there at the weekends and then it slowly built up to being like, okay, I'm going to go on a Wednesday and a Tuesday. And then it kind of got more intense, but that was great. That's kind of what I'd done. God, I must've done it for about 10 years. I was very lucky because my whole life was around theatre when I was younger and my parents were very open to a lot of different theatre shows and a lot of things like we would go to the fringe together as family and it was um it was a great way to grow up in Glasgow actually it was just, there's just so much theatre there that's actually very similar to how we work at East 15 like a lot of it was um groups of people that were friends and they would use free space and they would create things and then they would put it on somewhere that was really small and so a lot of my life was uh, like fringy stuff and uh, devised work was really common and still is really common in Scotland so yeah I had a lot of that growing up you didn't look like like stuff we did on CT in yeah like your puppetry and everything yeah like I done I done like puppetry at at my college which was great yeah I was like I felt really open to a lot of things in Scotland actually which was great and that's why I think I'm not also scared of going back to Scotland and like working as well like well Thistle and Rose is Thistle is Scotland so I'm, I'm very connected to that side of my personality and my culture is a, a lot of Scottish theatre which is like kind of shaped me and I, it's a great country and a great place to to take work if you want to take work there. Well, yeah I had I had assumed that I, I knew the reason behind the name Thistle and Rose. Yeah. Um, <laughs> let, yeah. Let's hear about the Rose then sort of tell the same question for you how did what was your background and, and early theatre experience? So I did a lot of Amdram when I was younger like at my local theatre and I sort of did stagecoats and, and bits and bobs like that. And then I did a lot of MT. I was a bit of an MT kid for a while. I did MT at college. But um, funny, my kind of experience, really different to Caitlin with like fringe theatre or stuff that was a bit more experimental and stuff came a lot later. Like I think because I did a lot of Amdram and then I did like stagecoach and I did like, um, what was it, was it MT and stuff. Like it, it was all kind of in that direction. And I, I remember I used to write like little scripts and things for my friends and us to do like in the playground and primary school and stuff I love like find, going home and finding these old plays I've written I'm like I guess I should turn these into something one day and then I did a lot of child acting I belonged to a children's agency when I was younger so I sort of did bits and bobs like that and then I went into the foundation year at Aura um, which is was my first sort of real experience of like theatre and like fringe theatre and sort of being able to sort of finding out that, about that world and it was so exciting to me to really understand like a proper like drama school training because before that it was a lot of just like doing shows and stuff and all that type of stuff so it was so exciting to go into my foundation year and be like oh my god there is so much more to this uh yeah so just talking about 
Thistles and Roses and, and yeah. the, the company name, there's kind of, you know, sort of thistles are, are spiky and roses have thorns and stuff. Is there a kind of thorny edge to the, to the work that you're wanting to do as a company or? Yeah, I don't, I don't think me and Katie are particularly, we're not the softest of flowers. <laughs> and that's, and I actually think that makes us such a great little team to work with because there is an edge to it and an edge to what we want to say and what, mm-hmm. what we want to make in terms of it's all feminist theatre for the most part but there's also a lot of politics and a lot of mm-hmm. things but we hide it in in our makeup and in our pink clothes yeah. and are we like our hair to be done so we are still flowers but there's thorns there yeah. <laughs> and um yeah I think that that's kind of always been something that we've actually united over is like mm. we have very similar little hobbies and things that are very girly mm. and, and taste in, in yeah. sort of arts and theatre we, we've all before we even sort of I guess even think thought about having a company or this dynamic in the show I think we've always been interested in like we really like sort of stories about people and the mm-hmm. world and we've always enjoyed things that have been female-led and maybe even sometimes when they're not about that like your recent show yeah it's still putting sort of women's voices to center stage and we've always been so drawn to that type of stuff and we spent ages trying to pick um, <laughs> a theatre company name, my God. And then when this and Rose like, came to us, or I actually think came to our mums. Yeah, both of them. It was, it, it, it wasn't that so we, weird. We had every name under the sun for, for Thistle and Rose. And yeah. uh, what we were trying to, what we were trying to enca- encapsulate was this idea of femininity and being like, very feminine and being proud of that side but having something with an edge to it with a mm. with a angle at, that came at it what made we were thinking like beautifully dirty and yeah, things like, like this that. Like we were yeah. and then I think Katie's mum texts something like oh what about thorns or something because of roses and then something to do with thistles so we're like thistle and thorn yeah and then my mum was like yeah why don't you do thistle and rose <laughs> and we were like <laughs> That's so silly. No, mums. no, mum. And then I think we sat for like five minutes and we we're like, oh, actually, maybe that's actually kind of good. Because there's also something <laughs> elegant sounding about it. And mm. our theatre is far from that as well, which is quite fun. Yeah. Like, it's this and Rose, and our logo is very like modern and mm-hmm. also very colourful and pink. And it's, I think, there's a lot of nice contradictories towards like the name and the logo. And then also like the theatre we make, yeah. not that our theatre is contradictory, but you know what I mean? Like it's got, we've got this like softness, especially with post-sex bag specifically, like me, me and Kate have always enjoyed the feminine things in life. And mm-hmm. like, we're not, we're not ashamed of that. And yet we're still like thorn spiky women. And, <laughs> yeah. and I don't know when we kind of really sat and thought about that, we were like, oh yeah, yeah this, this is, is a good thing. And it's cute because it wraps up us as well. Yeah, yeah. yeah, I think it's perfect. And it just, just goes to show that mums always know best. Oh, they do. They do. They, do. they, they do. win in the end. And they're going to listen to this and be mm-hmm. like, oh, thank you. <laughs> yeah. So, yeah, let's talk about post-sex bag ball then. First of all, I mean, I know, but tell tell our listeners what it's all about. So post-sex bag ball is a female-led comedy show that uh, discusses and touches on internalised misogyny, but it also talks about womanhood, shagging, and sort of all those taboos and stuff. It's got this sort of nice merge of those two... What? Two what? Two worlds. It's got a nice merge of those two worlds, yeah. But the sort of premise is it's about a woman, Chrissy, who gets a job as a sex education teacher and a school counsellor at a all-girls 
girls' religious boarding school, and she purposely gives the girls bad advice to see if give, like doing bad things in your teens and in that part of your life is going to make you all washed up and hopeless or if that's not down to anything. And then it also sort of touches on like mother-daughter relationships and friendship and it talks a lot about relationships and all that type of stuff um, along the way. Yeah, it's such a good premise, I think, for a show. I think having just the idea of someone deliberately trying to <laughs> to, to play with these, these things. But yeah. yeah. Um, and it's told by three women. So myself and Sina and Georgia, which is funny as well, because I'm English, Sina is Danish and Georgia is American. Then obviously Caitlin's Scottish. So we've got four different women from four different places, which is also nice. But the three of us multi-role as Chrissy, this protagonist, and also all of the sort of side characters. We've got ex-boyfriends, we've got schoolgirls. We've got um, mom. we've got mum, we've got dad. I think Georgia plays mum and dad. Yeah, she does. <laughs> so we use sort of multi-rolling and we use like props and stuff. This is, Caitlin, if you want to talk about this. This is, this is her brain. It was even Caitlin's idea before I even submitted the script to debut to be like, you could do this with three women. Because I wrote it as a one-woman show, but I was always a bit like, oh, I don't really want to do it as a one-woman show. I don't know why, it didn't feel right. And then we did a little read-through of some of our friends and Caitlin just like gasped. And she was like, you could so do this with three women. I was like, oh, really? I don't know. And so <laughs> anything on that side is 100% credit to Caitlin. <laughs> yeah, I think what stuck out to me about this script was that even though it's very much... Um, a lot of it came from Katie's life and she was drawn from things and like we all do when we write it was like I, I could have wrote those words as well like it was like I, I've I've almost had that exact same thing happen and I know this is all made up but it's like it was like every I think every girl could read it and go oh yeah that's I, I've had that or oh that I remember that happened to my friend or oh, this is like like similar like or oh, these stories are so funny because that mm-hmm. I've never said that out loud but I, that happened to me like yeah. so it's like very quickly became something that everybody could relate to if they identified as a woman and I was like well that's just an amazing thing to have like all three girls are from very different places in the world very different lives grown up and also very different girls like they they're not necessarily similar in personality or anything but Caitlin helps us embrace that in our Chrissy's we're not playing we're not the, the same, same person at all we are but when we're not if you know what I we're, mean it's it's a story that most females will be able to relate to and that was why it was like, well, of course we can do this with three people mm. and we can make this world like something that we all, we've all we all had and we've all experienced. And, and it all came very easily in terms of that, like little sides and then mm. um, all the, the set and the props. We were just having fun. We were like, oh, let's, let's, how do we, what's a dad? Dads wear ties. Okay, yeah. right, simple. <laughs> dad, you've got a tie on, you're the dad. That's it. Take the tie off, you're no longer. <laughs> it was just yeah. like, we were just like having fun. And then it suddenly came and it, and it worked and it was yeah. it was hard, but it was easy. And since the girls made it easy and the, my mentors made it easy and it, it all came together. Yeah. The most yeah. rolling part was difficult, but fun. Like mm-hmm. I'm quite a fast sort of person. And then I'm having to play this slow northern like teaching assistant guy and Caitlin gave me a beer can as my prof and had to use it and my god did it take me some time but it is so fun watching and when I like take a step back and watch the girls do it as well especially Georgia swapping from being Chrissy the you know our our protagonist woman who's like talking about shag and everything then she's this little specky school girl being like ah miss ah miss (laughs) yeah yeah it's such like it's 
I, it's not anything I imagined when I wrote it in the best possible way. Like, I don't know what I ever saw. And so having Caitlin put her wonderful mind all over it and do all of that stuff with it, it's just, uh, it's been so lovely to watch. I'm so pleased with what Caitlin's done to the, done, done to the script. Yeah, I think, I mean, I think I, I can't remember if I said it in an email or not, but when we watched it, it was kind of this perfect storm of, of, of really strong writing and great direction and brilliant performance. And it, it, you know, it really works as a show incredibly well, I think. We'll back on a couple of things, but you, oh. you're talking about the, the relatability for it. And, you know, as a man, I found it incredibly relatable. I think just the, <laughs> the, way, the way the dialogue is written, you know, it's this, I mean, it's eye opening, certainly, but, you know, they come across as, as very relatable characters. You, mm. know, you can kind of understand where she's going from throughout the whole thing. Yeah. Um, we had sort of men come to us, especially my dad. My mum was like, oh, yeah, it's definitely like something that all women can relate to. And my dad was like, no, I can yes. relate as well, actually. And yeah, <laughs> yeah. My, I think my dad watching it, having two daughters was like, oh, oh, yeah. it makes sense. <laughs> like, he was like, of course. And like, and he got emotional at times as well. And I remember watching him thinking, God, like, obviously this is for women. And it is a story about women, but you have two daughters and that must be, it just must be so nice to know that he can also he sees that and he see and he and he's seen our heart and he's seen our heartbreak and he and he does understand it and um now it's he's now he's hearing it really real and it's probably hitting him equally as hard as it's hitting me but just in a different sense he's got a different connection to it because he's yeah. got he's watched these two because I've got a sister he's watched us both grow up and and go through these things mm. so and everyone can relate to bumping into an unwanted ex yeah. um having hair where you don't want it yeah. uh, and all those sort of things go in and have them do a shift when you're hungover like everyone can relate to those types of things as well and yeah. I think that's that's a, a funny side of that and I think the, the comedy as well just allows everybody in because it's yeah. such a funny, you know, great humor throughout the piece that that kind of yeah makes it all yeah easy to sort of key into I think which is great you talked about the the sort of three three of you playing the same character was there any thought behind how you divided the lines up between you based on the actors and how you wanted them to play or was it more about you splitting the lines up and then and then sort of shaping their their delivery from that it was so I, I split it up so like Katie said it was a it was a big monologue one woman shown so I split it up um with a rough idea I kind of always knew where I wanted people to sit and what what kind of I I wanted to draw the best parts of the girls out of their self um so I gave I gave them things that that suited them so I gave Georgia the more like manic kind of big speeches where she spoke about a lot of things I gave Katie the classroom teacher scenes because it, it was so funny watching that little room and then I gave Cena the the slower scenes and maybe the slightly more mature scenes but I also did then go okay right so she's got too many of them so let's make that's this is funner for her and I and I, I did want to chat because it was also a third year piece so mm-hmm. I was also thinking like this is something that they're gonna have to they feel, I want them to feel like they're working so I did try to change it like I, I wanted them to like because we're at drama school and it was all about trying things out of our castings as well as being playing within our casting so um I kind of did did do it like that but I also wanted it to make sense for the audience so it did take a while yeah it, I won't lie and the poor girls because sometimes I'd be like oh could we actually maybe give that to you because yeah. <laughs> I had got it wrong but it ended up the way it is and we've we've kind of stuck with it now and um, but 
and yeah. some some like side characters came so naturally to some people yeah. like Georgia as Specky girl was just it was spot on before, yeah. and, and Cena as Tom as mm-hmm. the ex-boyfriend was so funny but then some and like me as Tina I think that one yeah, came that naturally. Was and then there were the more challenging ones like, again me trying to play Mick this like butch teacher assistant slow yeah. energy was hard but also I think that shift watching me as Chrissy being like and then suddenly I'm making all yeah, big man. Yeah. yeah, no, it was it was it was challenging to split it up in the way that we did it, but it was it was it was thought through to an extent, and then it was in the room going, oh no, that was all wrong. Like let's yeah. change it again, and that was there was a lot of that, and yeah. yeah, we it's good we've got some lines where they say it before at the start of the show, and then they're saying it again, and and so there is like some continuity within it. Um, that helps the audience pull through but yeah yeah I think it's incredible because it it has a cohesive feel to to it I think you feel like you're seeing the different aspects of this one character but it still feels like it's one character even though it's played by three different people but it also speaks to that that universality and that you know relatability because you have those different aspects in there so how's it been directing an actor in a piece that they wrote who you've also been living with for the last three years (laughs) Honestly, easy. And I wish and I and um I wish I knew that at Christmas before we started because I was nervous and I think we were all nervous, not even just Spagball, but I think all of the plays and the whole cross of debut. Everyone's friends. Like yeah, our course was very close. We're very, very close. Friends directing, friends mm-hmm. writing, all this type of stuff. And a lot of us, first ever script. That's, first that's, it's it's scary. Yeah. Um so I think before debut actually started, our head of course, Uri, said along the lines of like, oh, you are living together, like it's going to be slightly more tense. And I was like, right, okay. So I kind of mentally prepared myself for it. And we had a chat. Yeah, and, and, I, I, had and, I, and I had a chat and I set some ground rules. I was like, listen, when we're in the house, we're in the house and we're living and we're eating food and we're not talking about it. And then when we're at school, we'll talk about it but when you're in the room you're an actor and yeah. we're really, we kind of set we kind of set things and like we spoke together and how how we wanted it to work and it was actually really easy Katie made it very easy because she wasn't super precious like she obviously had her script and I respected the script but if there was things that I wanted to move I could move them and I didn't feel so nervous about ever offending her because we had lived together for so long and we were very good friends but we also worked together so well so yeah I was nervous and then suddenly I was like oh this is actually I've got nothing to be nervous about now um, and it, I think it was all about communication really like if you I, I'm a bit firm believer that we can talk through anything and if anybody had any concerns then I'd like to think of myself as a, an approachable person that they could come to and say listen I'm actually not feeling like that's working for me or or I really love that line and you've cut it and I want it back and I go oh no put it back we put it back yeah. it's fine it's fine so yeah so it, it was actually really easy I think yeah yeah and it was funny Caitlin came to me sort of when we knew that Caitlin was directing and all this other stuff and she was like right just so I sort of know where you are like what what do you see like when you wrote this like what do you see and I was like I don't know she's like you must have seen something like what, what, what type of thing did you see I was like I don't know a sofa she was like right we're not having a sofa and I was like <laughs> No, I don't want a sofa. I didn't see anything. I don't know. <laughs> because I didn't, I didn't want to like come in with this idea. And she's like, no, but I want it to be like that. Da, da, da. Oh, so I, I imagine maybe when she was writing, she had some kind of image. No. 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 <laughs> <laughs> well, it, was, it was originally written sort of 
as a one person show but I think I saw everything very like literally I think I saw it in real life and so I never saw the sort of it as a staging piece which is why when Caitlin's there like I'm using these blocks I'm using these blocks and we're gonna have props and I was just like I was like okay this is so exciting <laughs> I don't know any of this yeah. and there was a lot of funny dynamics because Cena who was in our show was also directing Caitlin in a different show oh, yeah. me and Georgia were playing mob boss sisters in Ruben like which is another thing that's quite funny is um me Georgia and Cena are the three Chrissies and it was also Georgia's play and Cena's play that got the runners-up for the Space Launch Pad Award this year so the Spag girls were doing something yeah. Good. I like to think I trained them. Yeah. <laughs> yes, we had Ruben on earlier this year, and Prisms is coming later. Yeah, in the yeah very excited about about yeah. that, and another indication of how much we enjoyed that debut festival this year. Mm-hmm. So I do another podcast called TV DNA, which I try and plug every time I do one of these space chats things. And my sort of segue into our conversation is the show reminded me a little bit of Fleabag which I only watched, I came quite late to, I only watched it earlier this year, I think, Fleabag. Was that sort of something that you had in, in mind? Is that an annoying comparison to make? Or... <laughs> uh, a, a bit of both, a bit of both. I think I hadn't seen Fleabag until that recently. I don't think I'd even like read the play or sort of watched it. Before. I'd written, so I wrote the first opening monologue when I was on my foundation year before I'd seen Fleabag. And a lot of people always said to me, oh, you'd love Fleabag, you'd love Fleabag. I think I'd even started sort of second year, so I hadn't seen it. And I, like yes and no it, it, it is a mixture of a thing because now I've seen it and I, and I love Fleabag and I think it's great and we were funny enough talking about this the other day mm. and it's not frustrating in a way because it's like of course it's like it's it follows a lot of similar feels because it's it top it, it discusses a lot of the same topics and it's sort of one woman show s this direct audience thing but then also there's a part of us that's like um just because it's a comedy written by a woman doesn't mean it needs to be a flea bag <laughs> yeah and I also I one of my favorite scripts is Freak by Anna Jordan and even though that script is very different to post expecto I found a lot of influences from that there's this gorgeous um ending I haven't read it for a while but gorgeous ending scene where these two different characters talk at the same time and I think as soon as I also start to think about this whole three women doing it when I was reading the end of Freak and these two conversations overlapped I was like I need that I need whatever Anna Jordan's doing here I want that and then I think the flea bag it's like oh I love the way she like looks at us and brings the audience in but then we know when she's talking to someone else I want that like mm. there's definitely sort of influences there but not directly you know what I mean yeah I think yeah I think as as um for me because I've I've heard it so much the the flea bag reference and it is such an easy selling point as well for the show so mm-hmm. we do embrace the fact that people love Fleabag and it, it brings an audience in so and it is very similar yeah. um, but we also don't want to limit ourselves so much and I find myself sometimes like oh god it's like because it can be quite um boxing for me to to think of Fleabag because then I'm suddenly in a mindset and I'm I don't I don't want to do that as a director but for a marketing point of view and for like a and yeah. a way to, to to advertise the show it is very similar to Fleabag and it's mm-hmm. got a similar topic and, a, and similar audience will enjoy it so Fleabag's oh, yeah. great because it has paved the way but now it's also like we need to keep keep going yeah. and, and allow other people <laughs> to pave and like um and other names to come in because there's so many shows like I was at the Fringe last week yeah. and there's so many shows that are like Fleabag but they are their own show now. And it's, so it's, I think it's time to stop. I think it's not stop saying it, but also 
time to go oh it's like Fleabag but it's also like that that show that I seen at the Fringe last week that was called Sugar and it's like this and it's like this and it's like it's like all it's just like women (laughs) it's like like funny women who talk about sex and aren't scared to be feminine (laughs) yeah I think I mean I think definitely post-sex Spagbol is its own show and entirely has its own identity and and and, yeah but um no it's really good to sort of talk about that um I have a 10 year old daughter Phoebe What general life advice would you give either her or me? You. Oh, my God. You know, I don't know why that gave me goosebumps. I think it's just like, I don't know. I don't know why that's giving me yeah. people a bit like, oh. Little Phoebe. Um, <sighs> great name for first. Love the name Phoebe. <laughs> <laughs> but maybe maybe it's easier, the life advice, if, if I, and I'm sure you are, I'm sure you will do this, but let her go through our little stages because um and my parents were great at doing this and maybe to a fault (laughs) but let her have her let her dye her hair let her cut it let her shout in her room and scream about that song that she absolutely loves that that you think is terrible (laughs) let her want to I went for a baking stage let her have those little little stages that are strange she'll probably do her hair weird and wear weird makeup or maybe she'll get into some strange band that you think is weird and it'll make her want to do something different. Yeah. I think those are the best stages because you look back and the photos are, and take so many photos because the photos are so silly but yeah. so funny. And she'll hate it at 16 mm-hmm. but love it at 22. Yeah. Like yeah. we spend so much time going Look, look at my eyebrows uh, yeah, when I was 16. Yeah. You know what? My mum did let me know she hated them, but she let me do she it. She let me she let me try it all yeah and I, th- I think for Phoebe it's like oh god that age especially when you're leaving primary school that starts secondary school it is hard yeah. but I think you know stay true to yourself like find your friends and love your friends and don't pretend to be anyone else but yourself mm. I think well, if I look back on myself there are so many times when I wish I just sort of gone do I like do I like these people do I like doing this no No. so I'm not gonna hang out with them anymore and I think always being yourself and never trying to change who you are to meet other people whether that's a friend or a boyfriend or whatever or a girlfriend you know it's always sort of remembering who you are and also that you're going to change and that's exciting and that you're going to have new hobbies and you're going to hate old stuff and you're going to love new things and you know yeah. and, and that's really exciting and that you should really embrace that and never sort of go oh I'm changing too much and life's going too fast it's like enjoying yeah. sort of where you are and always staying true to yourself and loving loving the lovely friends you've got around you yeah and also I think god it's such a I mean we did have social media growing up but it's such a different mm-hmm. time and um, I say it to myself all the time that comparison is the thief of joy because it truly mm-hmm. is and you you go on your phone and it's so easy to compare how yeah. you look how your life is how much money you have how much they have and you don't have and it's and it and what is that it's just it's not a it's not a joyful thing to do for anybody so yeah really those those beautiful Instagram influencers are you know over double your age covered in filters sometimes and it's like that you you can't sit there and compare yourself to that and we sort of grew up big around when it was starting to take off but I felt like we watched that transition from social media becoming a bit like oh whatever to this sort of influencer all this type of stuff and it can be really dangerous and scary especially at that age when you're really figuring yourself Mm. out but knowing that 
you're beautiful in your own way and the some of these women are double your age and yes. have loads of makeup and it's it's a different or they are beautiful but you're just you're not, beautiful you're just too. not looking at yourself a thistle and, and a rose yeah. are both beautiful it's, it's in their crazy. own ways because <laughs> there is there is gorgeous people on this planet but yes. you're also gorgeous and it's like yeah. it's fine it's fine and yeah. your skin might get bad because you're a teenager but that's also fine yeah. it's like whatever <laughs> just don't compare it's so it's so tiring to do it and we all do it so yeah yeah that's brilliant I think I love that um, I love that phrase comparison is the thief of joy and um yeah, really is. great advice I don't I don't think I'm gonna let her come see post-sex spag bowl no, no that's okay that, that's we, good advice for yourself yeah, we'll forgive you if the show is still going in yeah ten, 10 years, years? <laughs> I don't know yeah six, 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 six seven yeah. years perfect yeah but now no, oh, we understand. <laughs> well, we're, we're live streaming it, so there'll be a you know there'll be a digital yeah. record. I can make oh yeah, there'll be a record. So you, you can, can watch, watch it then. Yeah. Give it on eighteenth birthday. There you go. So what's next for you? Are you working on anything else at the moment? Are you focusing on this show and and seeing where you can take that or? Anything? Yeah, kind of a, a bit of both. We've um, as a company, we've got a few shows we've sort of submitted to places and um, mm-hmm. stuff that we're doing together and stuff we're doing separately under our company. Yeah. Um, I think we're kind of also just enjoying seeing where things go and enjoying the fact that we've left drama school and the world is now our oyster and that's really exciting. Yeah. And I'd love to start something new soon. Yeah. With Caitlin, I really would. And I think it's just it's been crazy these last yeah. three years and with a pandemic on top of it so I think we're looking forward to just like seeing where things Ooh. go with the company yeah but definitely focusing on it and putting loads of energy in it I'm really yeah. excited to see what the next year is going to bring yeah there should there's there will be loads of things along the way that catch your eyes but for now it's focusing on getting this space um as great as we can mm-hmm. and then breathing and yeah. seeing what comes because I think we've for three years we've been so like that we've been had to demand so much of our brains creatively that it's like god it's good to just like settle and look at the world and where we are mm-hmm. and the world now again and then start creating things again yeah. um like the fact that we're doing one show at the moment I, I find kind of bizarre I'm yeah because like, we're normally I'm just rehearsing <laughs> wait but what about the other show that I'm meant to be thinking about? And I'm like, wait, no, it is just this one, one thing. thing. Yeah. And it's kind of nice, actually. <laughs> yeah. It's brilliant. Well, we're very much looking forward to having post-sex bag ball at the space. And this has been really, really good fun chatting to you today. So thank you very much. Thank uh, you. Thank you. Time. Thanks for having us. Post-Sex Bag Ball is taking place at The Space from the 6th to the 10th of September with a live stream on Thursday the 8th, and that will be available on demand for a couple of weeks after that. You can buy tickets and find links to all of our social media accounts at space.org.uk. Where can people follow Thistle and Rose? Uh, our Instagram is at Thistle and Rose Theatre, same as our Facebook, and our Twitter is Thistle Rose Co. Amazing. We'll pop the links to that in the description of the podcast so people can find those nice and easily. Um, but yeah, thanks again. And um, and yeah, we look forward to having you at the space. Yeah, thank, thank you. you so much. See you then.